Hello and welcome to the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. We're an intercollegiate broadcasting system nominee for best sports talk program. You yep. think that's right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm with my <laughs> co-host as always, uh, Philip Oki Thomas. Obviously, that's why we did not come out on top. Of this <laughs> we can't remember the category in which we were nominated for. Uh, but we are we are so happy to be here right now, and we are talking basketball as always. What do you love most about basketball, Philip? Um, what I love most about basketball is it's a true sport to where you can show your sportsmanship and showboat all at the same time. Um, I don't feel like you can get that in really any other sport. You can't get that in football unless like you're you know scoring a touchdown and stuff like that. But to me, basketball is just like on another level of mind body and spirit nice quote me on that put me in the basketball bible i don't know okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> what i can see the basketball bible is the book of basketball by bill simmons yeah it's like 800 pages <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever like it basically takes you from springfield when basketball was invented mm-hmm. in that pe class to like i think he wrote it in like 2008 2009 and it gives you like every bit of detail it talks about tv deals it's like the coolest book mm-hmm. i own and he also has this whole thing of like what ifs, like this whole what ifs paragraph, like yeah. what if Jordan was drafted by the Blazers, what if, all that different stuff. So all that's interesting and more. Uh, so the biggest topic I think in the NBA right now is LeBron James. Oh, yeah. LeBron James, the Lakers, what's going on there? It really looks like they're going to miss the playoffs at this point in time. 100%. Unless something drastic happens in the toughest conference in the NBA which I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to probably make a little run. But there's 18, 17 games left for the Lakers, and they're four games out of the eight seed right now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of questions for the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I still do – I still hold – if they make it in the playoffs, they take out the Warriors in the first round. The Warriors are not as good as people think they are. We, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. right now we'll focus on LeBron and the Lakers. The biggest thing I think that this is affecting, he recently passed Michael Jordan for the fourth most mm. points all time. It's a great point in his legacy, and it definitely helps his case for greatest of all time. Now, if we look at Le- Michael Jordan's, now we're gonna, not going to look at his Wizards years right now. We're going to look at his last couple years as a bull. <laughs> those three <laughs> years, he won a championships. All three, arguably those three teams are the greatest teams of all time. They're the best teams to play in 2K when you're using the old teams. Oh, yeah. They're unstoppable. Pippen, Rodman, Jordan, one of the greatest three players of all time that were on a team at the same time. Now, you look at LeBron right now, and he's surrounded by JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, at one point now Chinese basketball star Michael Beasley. That does not sound like the end of a legacy. So how do you think these last four years, if he stays in L.A. all four years, how do you think this affects his overall legacy? Is this something like basketball historians will look at like, wow, that's a big asterisk yeah. right there? Um, I'd like to go back first. Whenever we look at coming into the season, the roster that the Lakers had on yeah. paper to me, that that will this will be the best team that never was. The best team that never, ever was. Because to me, if you put those players on paper – and you say, this is your team, do they have a shot at the championship? I'd say, yes, 100% they do. Yeah. 
But in actual practice, it's not happening like that at all. So I would say this year, I feel like even this year is a big asterisk on LeBron's legacy from we see he has a huge decline on defense now. Yes. He is not as explosive as he used to be. I don't feel, and it might be the pieces that he has around him, but this is the most unhealthy mentally wise we've I feel like I've ever seen LeBron. Yeah. Because I feel like we experienced it last year around this time with the Cavs, uh-huh. but now it's like on a whole nother level of every night he's talking to media like I don't know what we gotta do, you know, this is blah blah blah, this yeah. is that. And now we see that he's on a minute restriction now. So yeah. I even I think he feels it's over. He doesn't want to come out and say it because, one, ticket prices, you know, Laker fans, they're going to, like, roast him on social media even though yeah. it's already happening. It's a huge asterisk already. You know, it's what what I don't see what he can do this year other than just try and prepare for next year. Yeah, I think you're right. And obviously they're going to focus on getting a big piece to surround him with next year. So most of the players he's playing with right now will not be playing with him next year. Oh, no. And I think that's the biggest thing is he has struggled this year in a lot of different ways. This is not his best year. This might be the first year, and I don't know how long, that he will not make an all-NBA team, first, second, or third. Because arguably, he's not been in the top 15 players this year. Mm-hmm. He missed a lot of games. And if he can't get this team in the playoffs, what, what is that? It, it is interesting because he did take a much worse Cavs team, Cavs team to the finals last year. Now, that that is very reminiscent of like what the east is and how easy it can be to get through the east Mm -hmm. the west is a different story and it kind of seems like when magic was like i don't think we can get anyone else this season or when he was talking to about davis and stuff like that he was like no worries i took a worse team to the finals we're fine i honestly think a conversation like that happened where lebron was confident in himself and now he's coming to the point where they really need another piece. I have a pretty good friend of mine, Griffin, who's a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to tweet this out if this happens. But I believe in early September, October, he texted me and said, Lakers are not going to the playoffs. Like, he was confident back then. Back when everyone's like, top two teams in the West are going to be Lakers, Warriors. You know, they're going to be in that top echelon yeah. of the West. He was like, they're not going to make the playoffs. Now, he's a LeBron hater. I should have you know, said that before. He's not his biggest fan. Not, I understand a lot of his problems with LeBron and how he plays and how he operates and how he is as a teammate. He also tweeted recently that LeBron is a bad teammate, different things like that. So there, there's a lot to dissect. <coughs> and Paul George said something similar to that effect earlier this season that no one wants to play with him. And so I think this definitely affects his legacy. I think LeBron's Going to have to look in the mirror as he's filming F- Space Jam 2. Yeah. A lot of people are wondering if, like, is basketball his main focus right now? He's still acting like it is, but it definitely, a lot of people are saying it's reminiscent of before MJ decided to go play baseball. He just didn't seem as engaged. Yeah. And maybe this is, you know, for lack of better phrasing, maybe this is LeBron's baseball seasons. This is, you know, he's going to be filming Space Jam, so it kind of makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. this is his off year. 
It's kind of ridiculous that we expected this dude to improve one more time in his 16th season. He has improved in one way or another every single season, and finally he has stopped improving. And we're, hey, you should be better than you were last year. I think we hold them to a different standard. Yeah. And that's because we had Michael. Michael, he set the stage for everyone else. Now everyone has to be like Mike. Yeah. And that's where LeBron struggles. If we had never had Michael Jordan, we would just be amazed to be able to watch LeBron James every day. But because we were able to see someone just as great, if not greater, it affects his legacy. So do you think when it's all said and done, I don't think we really have this conversation on the show, but is LeBron James the greatest of all time? Or does Michael Jordan still hold that? And obviously, some different NBA fans already think LeBron is the GOAT. Yeah. There's some, like, my dad is one of those that Michael Jordan will never be dethroned as the greatest of all time. Mm. You, you can be the greatest of all time in your generation. Michael is the GOAT. Do you think any of this changes when LeBron retires? I I feel like I never actually answer the question of this because I'm always like, it's such a generational thing. Yeah. You know, the I game agree. is so yeah. much, the game is so much different now to me, but whenever it comes on to, and I feel like this is what most people do. They look at championships, they look at MVPs, they look like what they actually brought to their team. It's going to, it, it has to be Michael Jordan. Like it's, yeah. it's going to, it's going to come down to him every single time um, because of, LeBron's years with the Cavs before he went to Miami. Then whenever he did go to Miami, and they were kind of a disappointment at the beginning there. And then he comes back with the Cavs. I like them there. But right now with the Lakers, it's I to me, it's just like I kind of wish he stayed in Cleveland. Yeah. Or go somewhere else, yeah. I think. Imagine if he went like to Nuggets or something like that to a good team. Mm-hmm. I think that's his mistake is he felt like he doesn't need to chase like good teams anymore. Yeah. I think he's a little too confident in himself. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think Michael Jordan is still the greatest of all time. Now, if the season ended like if his career had ended last year, I think it would be a lot easier to argue it. I think just watching the season and how he has handled the season, I don't think we would have ever seen Michael do anything like this. So mm-hmm. It's definitely a big question mark. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for it, but ESPN next year is going to be releasing a 10-episode, 10-hour documentary on the last season of the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan when he won his sixth championship. And it's apparently a film crew followed them around throughout the entire season. And this none of this footage has been released at all. I've seen a couple, like, I think I saw, like, a commercial for it. But it was yeah, it was coming. It's coming out in twenty twenty, right? Yeah, and they're advertising it like they released it on like Christmas Day. Yeah, I think. yeah. It, it's such a tease. I was watching like, I was watching the NBA games, and mm. that trailer popped it like they it was the release of the trailer, and I was like pumped. I was like, yes, when it's coming out a couple months. It was like in twenty twenty. I was like, Come all on. right, you know, you should have t- you should have released this like summer of twenty nineteen. No, they keep releasing trailers too. Like they yeah. released another one a couple weeks ago. I think that's going to be great, and it'll be interesting to see how Michael operates in his final season. There's a lot of stories that don't shine Michael Jordan in the brightest of light either, mm-hmm. so I think it'll be very interesting. All of this changes if the Lakers can get to the playoffs. The Lakers sneak into the playoffs, I think a lot of this changes. I don't think they can do it, though, like yeah. because they're going to have to fight against the L.A. Clippers right now, which I feel like they're doing very, very, very well. Yeah. And then, honestly... 
I feel like half of the players on the Los Angeles Lakers have already mentally checked out. They might have, they might not have physically checked out. Like LeBron is like, you know, he's he's partly fit, he's partly checked out because of the minute restriction, and I feel like that's a signal to the other players. Like, well, if he's on a minute restriction, why should I play as hard as I should? Yeah, no, I think you're right. This is the weirdest basketball story. I did not think we were going to have at this point oh, no. in the season. And I think we'll be able to play a what if in a little bit of what if he didn't hurt his groin mm-hmm. and he was able to play the full length of the season. I think that's a big question mark as well. But only time will tell. And yeah, so we're going to take a quick music break. After the break, we're going to talk about uh, Adam Silver. He made some comments on players' mental health. And then also the Warriors, the most vulnerable they've ever been. And it's all thanks to Boogie Cousins. All that and more right here on the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. So my co-host and I used to be friends. And this was long ago. It was about 10 minutes ago. And we got in a heated argument off the air. And we decided it's great radio, so why not bring it on the air? But we had a conversation. So we were talking about the upcoming Lakers-Celtics game and how much money we would drop to go see this game. And I said, well, it's the two greatest franchises of all time playing against each other because you know Celtics have 17 banners Lakers have 16 in my mind when the next closest franchise is the Chicago Bulls and the Spurs with six I'm pretty confident those are two greatest all times my former friend Philip disagrees I do disagree and let me break it down for you listeners why I disagree with Nate's whole best franchise at least 13 of your championships are pre-merger, okay? It's pre like that was in whatever people were literally making like they couldn't even make a two foot shot, okay? Whenever they were playing with short shorts and freaking Converse, okay? Let me tell you this as well. The NBA is not what it used to be. The Boston Celtics they love to ride on this whole seventeen banners. 17 championships and stuff. It's fraudulent. Fra- fraudulent. <laughs> it's fraudulent. It's 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 totally Ooh. there's no ground to this. I mean no gr- look 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 at these championships. You won a championship 1957, 1959, 1960, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain. Who is who, arguably... Who else, though? Bill Russell. This is nothing... To they, they are arguably two of the greatest players of all time, so no, they don't... This is whenever literally half of the people that were playing in the NBA were also dentists. <laughs> okay? <laughs> no. They literally got off their job at the dentistry office and came right into the stadium. This was rec league basketball. Okay, so when did the merger happen? 1976. 1976. Okay, so you're saying all the Lakers championships before 76 are also invalid? Yes. Okay, so that means they lost 72, 54, 53, 52, 50, 49. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six championships. So that means they have 10 now. Well, let's take a look at the Celtics championships. When Let's see if they're still you know on top here. And arguably... The Celtics, this does not matter because I'm just arguing with a lunatic here. But no. <laughs> none of this really matters. Uh, so the Celtics won one in the merger. One, two, three, four. Okay, they've only had five. But they also didn't have Shaq, Kobe, 
so it doesn't matter if Celtics are still the greatest franchise of all time. No. It does matter. Because although it was the Lakers and Celtics really the only teams winning championships in that era, they had two of the greatest players in that time. Bill Russell can't even wear all his championship rings on both of his hands. That's how dominant he was. Wilt Chamberlain was, was one of the greatest players of all time, and he couldn't overcome Bill Russell half of the time. How, oh, my so God. So how are you calling Mate. it Ill, irrelevant when... Because half of the players were barely over six foot, I bet. Barely. No. Barely. I, I I'm about, to look, I'm about can... to look up the average height in probably, let's say, 1976. We can do 1965 if you want to... Okay, also, also, before I get into all the height situation, because you can look that up, I'll leave that on the stats department. Stats department, get back to me, all right? I know you're out in Topeka, Kansas. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just get back to me on those stats. But I also look at it as who's won, oh, who's won enough championships in my lifetime? We have John Bogue here from the taco department. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Cause you're wrong. I'm uh, no, it's cause I'm right. Okay. So the average height in 1960 was five foot eight, but I haven't found the NBA. So I'm continuing to look at the stats department here. I definitely think you're wrong. So yeah. Okay. I found it. So the average height in 1952 in the NBA was 6'4". Huh. Then 74, it was 6'6". It peaked in 85 at 6'7", where it is currently between 6'6 and 6'7". So, yes, you're wrong, because they're mostly over 6 feet tall, because it's very hard to play the game of basketball if you're not over 6 feet tall, especially with players like Russell Chamberlain. I can't believe you're disrespecting Bill Russell right now. A great American hero. He won some championships as a player coach. Can LeBron James do that? Yes, he can. I bet he can. I bet he... Fire Luke Walton today. He's taking that team to the championships. They'd end up with a lottery pick if that happened. Yes, sir. No, they would not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Nate, I'm going to throw everything in this studio. Ahmad... I hope you're listening right now. I'm looking for a new co-host. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't believe I'm not, I'm not so done wrong. yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. Okay. Alright. Keep being wrong. I'm not disrespecting Bill Russell. No disrespect to Will Chamberlain. What they did was great for their time. But we're talking about 2019 NBA basketball. I'm talking about post 2000. NBA basketball here. It's not the same. To me, if you didn't win a championship in my lifetime, if I didn't see it, it didn't happen, honestly. 2008, okay, hold on. Let's look at this as well. The last time the Boston Celtics won a championship was 2008, 11 years ago. After that, they didn't win again until 1986. That's a huge drought. I don't get it. How can a team that is so illustrious go through a huge drought like that? I have a couple names for you. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, 
he, the Celtics, had to play against that. Larry Bird is great, but he can't overcome some of the other greatest players of all time. So it's definitely like an asterisk, like, okay, it's a long time. But, you know, it's not like the Washington Wizards or anything. Listen, so, don't bring my Wizards <laughs> into this, okay? That yeah, they weren't even invited to this conversation, <laughs> yeah. so I shouldn't have brought him in here. <laughs> Will Chamberlain played 1,045 games. He averaged 30.1 points. All right, 4.4 assists per game. He shot 54% from the field. He averaged 30.1 points per game without a three-point line. LeBron James can't do that. Kobe Bryant can't do that. Michael Jordan couldn't do that. And you're disrespecting Will Chamberlain right now for being one of the most dominant players of all time. Listen, this was back when most players in the NBA were suffering from polio at the same time. Okay, let me tell you something here. Half of the players in the NBA at that time didn't even take the game seriously. Honestly, if you, you put me in the 1957 league, I'd ball. I looked like Westbrook. I looked like James Harden, Westbrook, Durant, and LeBron James all in one. Okay? You put me out there with those guys, I'd be dribbling in between my legs, shooting from far out. I definitely you know. know you can't dribble between hey, your legs. Listen, so listen, I bet I could learn. <laughs> have you ever watched the Office basketball episode? Yes. Oh, yes. I picture you dribbling like Stanley. <laughs> so I highly doubt you'd be effective listen, in a 1957. Stanley's a baller. Stanley's a baller, okay? Will I'm, like, I'm like Kevin, all right? Just making shots. Nobody gave me a chance, though. What can I say? Bill Russell averaged 22.5 total rebounds a game. LeBron James cannot do that. He also was a player coach. I think I should mention this over and over again. He was 6'10". Wilt Chamberlain was 7'1". You feel like you could score against those two? Yes. All right. Well, yes. it's on the record here that Philip Oki Thomas firmly believes that he could score on Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell, um, come to Gallagher, and I will, I'll ball you up. All right, cross you over, whatever. I, you know, let's do it. Let's do it for charity. Okay, Bill Russell's like eighty something now, so it's not fair. Uh, if Will Chamberlain's dead, time so. is nothing. <laughs> time is nothing to me. All right, so. I mean, he can stand there under the rim, you know, I'll let him stand there under the rim and I will lay it up on him, drain it on him, whatever I got to do. I believe in myself. But enough of this slander for, you know, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. I just wanted to bring to Nate's attention that most of these championships that he boasts about, 17 banners, they're not looking like banners to me. All right. All right. You they're, know, they're looking like they're looking like uh, flyers, you know, just these little, little, little ones that don't mean much. But they're there. Okay. You know, they How many it. championships have the Wizards won in uh, the post merger era? Let's not bring that up. OK, okay. so the Celtics are still <laughs> the greatest franchise of all time. Another play will never win 11 championships in their lifetime again. We won in 1978. Okay, that, that's one time. But I would just like to bring to your attention that it's never going to happen again. And as the NBA store clerk believed, uh, John Wall is going to be traded pretty soon. Listen, I want to talk to that clerk real quick because you disrespected me in line. You made me look like a fool. Okay. I didn't like that. 
I don't need your I don't need your quick comments. All right. I know what my team's going through, and I know where we're I know where we're headed, and it's not a good place. But talk to me in twenty twenty five, okay? When we have whoever, and we're balling, okay? It's a rebuild. You saw what happened in Philly. They trusted the process. We're gonna trust the reprocess. Reprocessing. That's all I gotta say. This is my gosh. Well, this was a great and enlightening conversation, and you feel like you know someone until you find out that they believe a whole era of basketball it does not count. It uh, doesn't. <laughs> we're gonna take another break here, real quick, and then we'll talk about mental health in the NBA and the Warriors and why they're most vulnerable. Stay tuned to the Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. Welcome back. We are the host of Two Minute Drill on UCCS Radio. I'm Nate Jones, and I'm always Ryan. With me, as always, is my former friend, Philip Oki Thomas, who believes that a whole era of basketball should be forgotten. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking basketball here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's still my friend for now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what other hot takes he has that I have to live with. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about something that Adam Silver talked about recently, and it was player mental health. And he believes most of his players are unhappy. And he said there's a stigma around this because they have a lot of money. If you have a lot of money, people think you're happy. Mm -hmm. does not correlate that way, and he thinks a lot of his players are unhappy, and so they're really working to change that. Phil, do you think this is something more professional organizations should pay more attention to? And how important do you think it is for the players to hear that their commissioner is aware of this and he's looking to change it? I think it's important that the players especially just know that Adam Silver is aware of this. Um I know whenever it came out, it's pretty, not shocking to the league, but he was getting a lot of admiration for coming out and saying this. But, you know, whenever Kevin Love was talking about his mental health and um, just trying to disconnect from the basketball world a little bit, um, I think that's very important. And I think there is a misconception that every player is happy because they're making millions or that hundred thousands of dollars. Um and then at the same time, I feel like the one thing that's aiding kind of or like hurting players in their mental health is just this the explosion of social media. You know, not wanting to look like a fool, not wanting to look like or like be on a highlight or a poster, people say, you know. So I always think I always think of like Wesley Johnson and Harden. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> hard. Like, whenever that happened, that was everywhere on Facebook. That was everywhere on Instagram. All social media platforms, you know, organizations and ESPN, blah, 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 were playing that over and over again on everybody's top 10 yeah. that week. That's hard, you know? I mean, it's whenever you want to look like a good player and stuff what and like that happens to you i'm not saying that like we shouldn't have highlights and stuff like that and we shouldn't you know do that but like yeah we also have to realize that this is another human being who has a heart and feelings yeah and doesn't want to look like an idiot or a fool 24 hours on the on the sports news cycle is what i'm trying to say yeah and i think social media also plays a part of that mm -hmm. as well Isaiah Thomas has a famous saying that he does on his social media is that hating hours open nine to five, Monday through Friday, close holidays and weekends. Mm -hmm. 
And it's one of those things like basically you have this platform in which anyone can criticize you for however long and whatever they want to say for however long. And so it's tough for players. And I think that's something like there's an article that I was reading recently. It was like, has social media ruined the NBA and professional sports as a whole? And there's definitely an argument for that. But I definitely think having a commissioner who is trying to remove the stigma from mental health as well is very powerful. Yeah. And, you know, when we we watched the shop over the weekend and they mentioned oh, some of the NBA players mentioned how much they enjoy Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing because I I feel like the players don't feel like Roger Goodell would do something like this for them, for no. sure. And so I think it's something that's powerful and it's why. Adam Silver, when it's all said and done, might be the greatest commissioner this league has ever seen. Oh, yeah. I think it's even like I just see um, Adam Silver more. Yeah. I just see him way more than I've seen previous commissioners in just different aspects of the NBA. Yeah. And just not only not just talking about like, I'd say the controversies or the controversies that are very upfront like you know tampering and stuff like that you can talk about that all day all yeah. day but like the background is what i feel adam silver pays attention to also and i think that's what it it brings a different light to him and i feel like that catches the eyes of the players not only just the players but the coaches as well yeah and then the you know us as fans as well i mean for him to come out and say this it's it's great and I am curious to how he views that he can aid this. Because I don't want to ever say we can solve the, yeah. like, mental health issues. Just because, like, it's it's a personal thing yeah. and stuff. So I'm just curious to how he, his view on how he can aid players in their personal development. Because I think... I think we're in a different age where now players, they, they, they're very attuned to like social media and social media is the platform where you can be criticized 24 hours a day and these people don't have to say it to your face and also they can say the most vile things and it's just like, oh, well, that person just said that about me and stuff and these are also I also want to look out for like the young players too who are like yeah. coming into this because like even yesterday with the whole Blazers Warrior I mean uh um, Thunder situation yeah. where the Thunder coach was able to pick a player on the Blazers bench who has not played before not shot free throws before and stuff hasn't even seen a single minute of NBA playing time yeah and he has to shoot the deciding shot that is traumatizing to some oh people. yeah like and like you're at home and there are people booing this kid yeah and like <laughs> and before they didn't even know who he was yeah before you know who he was never seen him before yeah and stuff and i'm not saying that like i mean the thunder did in their best the best thing for them to win the game yeah i don't think they were going out there to bully this kid or anything like that but at the same time, you have to realize, like, our fans have to realize that this is, like, another person like them who has thoughts and feelings. Like, what if I came to Nate's work and every <laughs> single time he did a double tape wrong, I was just like, boo, Nate, 
Yeah. Ooh. It would affect my performance. So, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of different things. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think what Adam Silver's goal is to probably give these players tools. And, like, how to block out the noise. Mm. <clears throat> Maybe don't. I, I think we could see a future where NBA players aren't using social media anymore. Yeah. And so that will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think we're kind of out of time for today. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk about why the Warriors won't win, <laughs> yeah. go past the first round. Uh, all that and more here on the Two Minute Drill. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are listening right now and you really liked that conversation you were hearing, you're like, I wish I had more, just go on your favorite podcast app. You like Spotify, you like Google Play, you like the iTunes podcast app, just type in UCCS Radio Sports. There's two different shows on there. There's also great SGA candidate interviews on there as well. Uh, and just look for the two-minute drill. Uh, this episode will be titled Something Clever. So if, if the most clever title, that's today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All that and more. Uh, and if you do on iTunes, if you do listen to us there, uh, rate us five stars. It really helps other people find us. We think that's cool. We're also on Twitter, at the two-minute drill. Uh, the app button, the DA, the number two-minute drill. We have fun stuff there, and we're going to post a poll about why I'm right and why Philip's wrong. Nope. Nope. All that and more. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Stay tuned to UCCS Radio.